What's up, babes? Happy 420. This very special edition episode is going to be featuring Jessie, who's a tarot reader who lives in Vancouver. And she's talking to us about the magic of the cards, what the cards actually mean, what they tell her about herself, and how you can use tarot to really dwell into what makes you you, um, you know, find things that make you happy, empower yourself. So I'm super excited. Check it out. Here we go, Jessie. Why don't you tell me what's new with you since since we last talked? Uh, well, um, I have uh, I have ju- I just uh, completed a great women and cannabis event called the Ganja Goddess Gala, and it was an amazing multicultural celebration of women in cannabis. And I got to read cards for it, and I was really happy to be part of it. So that so that was that was the biggest thing I did this weekend. Also. Also, I look. I looked at a couple new decks and did some Instagramming. So that's that's everything. So you're a tarot reader. How did you get into that? Um, let's see. I started reading tarot when I was twelve. My mother gave me a, gave me a deck, and she couldn't get it to work, but I could. Yeah. And I've it's been a whole part of my life ever since then. It's been one of the constants. I've done a lot of academic work, and I've done office work, and I've, and I'm now trying to make a career as a ta- as a tarot reader and metaphys- metaphysical person. Mm-hmm. And that's not, it's something that's helped me through all the way, helped me through all the way, through the different stages of my life. I find the symbolism amazing. I find it rich and ready for, and uh, accessible to everyone mm-hmm. and i think it's a really beautiful tool that i want to get to share with people you, you said something you said you, when your mother tried it it didn't work for her what does that mean and how how do you know if tarot works for you kind of how is there any way you can connect with it better do you need to kind of open your mind to a specific mindset well, as far as divination, I feel that everyone everyone has skills, but they may use they may use different tools. So, for example, you might really like runes, or someone else might really like might really like the I Ching. Mm-hmm. But I really but I really like the tarot, and I'm going to tell you why. I find it I really like the visual interpretations. I enjoy all the artistry and culture that's gone into creating it, mm-hmm. and I and I also. Really, I also really like that there's, especially with modern interpretations, room for people of every body, ethnicity, gender, and presentation to feel part of it. Mm-hmm. But the thing I really like best is that you can enjoy the tarot and you can learn stuff from it, uh, whether you are whether you believe in all kinds of magic or if you're the or if you're the most rational skeptic there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of a lot of my practice is based on skills I learned in uh, in uh, dialectical behavioral therapy. DBT and incorporates other things I've learned from cognitive behavioral therapy and taking the tools of science and working with them to help create something new and wholesome and vibrant for people. Wow. No, that sounds like an amazing approach. That's very interesting. So you're also a cannabis user, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So how do those two intersect for you? Like, does, you know, what effect does cannabis have on your readings or, you know, how, how well you feel attuned to the deck or to a reading? Is there a relationship there? Oh, there's, there certainly can be. Uh, cannabis is, has been really beneficial for my readings. I find that it's a very good grounding tool and very good for bringing you into the present and bringing you into the here and now. 
And especially as women, I think it's important to get permission to relax and take things a little slower. Mm-hmm. And that's something I think we do with cannabis. You got to take the time to get things together. You got to you gotta grind things or wait a little while for the edible to work. Mm-hmm. It's letting things unfold and letting the plant talk to you the way it wants to. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you do with a tarot deck. Mm-hmm. You, you can't say, tell me the lotto numbers. Yeah. Heaven knows I've tried, but, <laughs> uh, but you can sit there and kind of commune with it and come up with your own interpretations and ideas and work them with the symbolism in the deck. And it's a, a slow, beautiful process. You don't need to hurry. And whatever you find up, whatever you wind up with is going to be great. What would you say as a reader, you know, he mentioned kind of as a joke that it doesn't tell you lotto numbers, but how would you set people's expectations about tarot? And if they were to go into a reading with you, you know, how do you set the stage and, and manage kind of expectations and, and, and get them to participate? Generally, I get people to ground themselves. And it also depends on if I'm working, what kind of space I'm working in. Uh, if I'm in, a, if I'm working at a party, I like to kind of, I like to kind of smudge the area beforehand and mm-hmm. get it and get it nice. If I have more time, I like getting people to grounding exercises, just to kind of get them in touch with the cards and completely present. Mm-hmm. My approach for divination is involves uh, drawing the cards, having the user look at them, and having the user be part of the interpretation as well. I mm-hmm. I like giving people the tools to do think to do things with their own deck and create their own realities. Mm-hmm. I want you to le- I want you to leave a reading with me feeling refreshed and together and with some insight and hopefully with some tools you can take to use in your in your everyday life. Mm-hmm. So obviously I'm not I'm not a medical doctor or a therapist. But I think the tarot is really amazing since it covers all these aspects of life. Bringing in all the elements means we bring in a lot of the stories and emotions and things we carry with us. Mm-hmm. And it's the alchemy of bringing these things together that can help people create positive change. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons I, re- I really love the tarot. That, like anything, it's a practice and it gets better with practice and you keep and you keep learning so i get so i guess what i really want to do with my readings is i want people to learn and i want them to feel empowered as well mm-hmm. much like much like a much like you can support all kinds of all kinds of people's drag i think there's room for all kinds of readers as well right for sure for sure and in terms of your own journey to getting to this point i mean you make it sound like there's quite a bit of the self-awareness that needs to come into play to interpret a reading, to, you know, take back those lessons from a reading. When it comes to your own journey to empowerment, to self-awareness, what were sort of the highlights, kind of like looking back, what sticks out? And, you know, what do you think is sort of a transcending experience, something that maybe, you know, these journeys to empowerment all share? Well, I, I really love the archetype of the, of the wounded healer, that the healer is someone who kind of go, who kind of goes into the dark and deals with things and comes back. And I think as women, we all deal with our own experiences of trauma and patriarchy and dumb shit from our culture. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think it's about taking that and, and using it as a crucible for change. For me, one of the biggest, one of the biggest shifts in my paradigm and in my practice was being diagnosed being diagnosed with fibromyalgia in mm-hmm. uh, about 2008. Mm-hmm. That was really difficult for me. I was living in the U.S. at that point. 
and I was kind of at sea. There were a lot of a lot of doctors who didn't completely know what to do and got conflicting medications and things like that. And it was really rough on me. Mm-hmm. I but I slowed down and listened to my body and worked and worked with what I could. And eventually I eventually I met my husband and wound up here. That's when I that's when I wound up with medical cannabis. Nice. And it's completely changed my life. Mm-hmm. I I can actually like be up and talking to you and go out and do readings and work on stuff to help people because of that, because I'm being treated appropriately and I can manage my pain. Mm -hmm. So cannabis is kind of like, kind of like the linchpin like tarot is because it's sort of the, it's sort of the magic of the plant and also the undisputable medicinal aspects of it. And well, both of them are right here with me. Yeah, no, definitely. The wounded healer, I think, is something that really resonates with a lot of, like you said, women specifically. I mean, I see that with my guests who are on my podcast and, you know, they're all sharing their light and their energy and their knowledge because they have kind of a, a wound that they're healing or have healed sort of in the past. So, yeah, definitely. I think that's a, that's a resonating narrative. I guess, what would you like people to know like for someone who maybe hears about tarot for the very first time and they think oh boohoo those are just cards what's kind of one thing you want people to know about tarot i want them to know that tarot is an art and when you're doing it you're kind of co-creating art with the universe you're taking these tools and using them to tell your own story i look at that as magic no matter what happens If it's magic because we're looking at the pictures and symbols and our brains putting them together in ways that make sense to us and help us heal, or if it's magic, it's still, it's still just as beautiful. It's still just as beautiful either way. Mm -hmm. And it can even, it can even enhance it because, you know, you can write a gorgeous poem about a tree. And still mm-hmm. believe in chlorophyll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, another cool thing that I want to just come back to is when you talked about, you know, one of the things that you like about tarot, you talked about how inclusive it is, how it, it you know, it can appeal to anyone. There's so many decks out there, um, and I know you're involved a lot in the community, and and you know, your practice is very inclusive. So, do you want to kind of share? Uh, a little bit of that and sort of, you know, how diversity inspires you, um, you know. The, uh, main, the main deck I use is the Moonchild Tarot by the awesome, uh, the, uh, the awesome Vancouver Island artist, Danielle Knoll. I, one of the reasons I use, the, I use this deck to work with is that it's really diverse. There's people of all, all genders, sizes, colors, ethnicities, gender presentations. Mm-hmm. And there's, some, there's something there for everyone. And I think it's really important, especially if you're going to be reading for others, to make sure that you're, uh, the person you're reading for has the best possible chance to see themselves in it. Mm-hmm. And I also think it radically re-inspires our ideas of beauty. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm fr- I'm from the U.S. and I'm here, and I'm in a pretty privileged position. Right. But I think it's also important for us in our own practices to include diversity, so we challenge our own inset paradigms and our own constructs that we can deconstruct. Mm-hmm. Basically. In, in being diverse and opening things up for other people, we open up our minds too. Mm-hmm. Everyone's mind gets bigger and that's awesome. One of the ways I got started was um, with uh, was with Friends for Life Vancouver. They do care for they do care for chronically ill people all over Vancouver and the Lower Mainland. While I was getting ready for PR and I couldn't really work that much, I went to I went to the uh, I went to Drag Bingo and started offering gift certificates. I'm. I've been a. I've been a huge drag fan for a while, and dra- and drag race helped me through a really difficult time in my life. So I wanted to try and bring something I could back to the community, and mm-hmm. I think as a reader, 
or as a healer or someone who's contributing, I think it's really important to give something back to the community and help lift other people up as well. It helps make the world more beautiful. And I think it also kind of strengthens our caring muscle. Mm-hmm. And sometimes and sometimes we need that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, that's made me really happy about the popularity of even buzzwords on Instagram like self-care and things like that. We're having these conversations Mm-hmm. And and these we have words for things we can and we can, and we have the chance to create a culture of kindness and tolerance and compassion and that's that's kind of what I like to do. I'm also looking forward to doing more charity readings in the future, uh, like for cam- uh, cannabis amnesty and some uh, and some other groups. Mm-hmm. And I, that's something I want to really include in my practice as far as giving back to other people. Definitely, no giving back is so important, and you know, building that culture of, of people and especially women and. Including, you know, trans women lifting each other up and and forming, you know, these healthy, positive bonds, I think is so key. And I actually think that the cannabis community could be a very good catalyst for that because it's kind of, I'm seeing sort of a unique culture form in those communities is primarily led by women but it's extremely positive and you know there is a lot of self-care there is a lot of you know pause to reflect to kind of take things slow to be gentle to yourself um but also a ton of support right so i see you know i would does that resonate at all with you i mean you're in vancouver Yeah. Yeah. I've. Uh, I mean, I've. One of the things I've loved about being part of the cannabis community is the, is the amazing supportive aspects of the women in the community. Um, if uh, fashionably high is amazing, they do beautiful products and they've been very supportive of my work and other people's. List Love is amazing, and I'm really and the Mary Jane brunch that I read at is also amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad to have this community of diverse, empowered, fantastic women mm-hmm. around me. And the other thing I really lo- I really like is that you know you don't go out of college at, at least not at least not a, not until now you couldn't go out of college and say I want to go into cannabis. Right. So this is all about women coming into something new. A lot of a lot of people I know in the industry this. This isn't their first. This isn't their first thing, and they're trying something new and trying to branch out. And especially, it's especially really important for women. We can look at a. We can look at these changes and help create them. And we can we can bring we can bring that energy all around us. It much like much like doing magic. It's about helping create that environment, even if it's not here yet. In terms of you know young women who are just you know, coming into their own and are trying to find, you know, sort of their sense of purpose, their sense of direction. Do you have any advice for those women? You know, as uh, someone who's a very powerful, I would say, you know, enlightened woman like yourself, what would you say to women who are trying to get to to that point themselves? Well, I bet this is actually really helpful because I've just been reading a really, uh, a really nice book called, oh, I actually have it right in front of me. It's uh, My Friend Fear by Mira Lee Patel. Mm -hmm. And it's about kind of confronting fear and treating it as an ally. So I would say to women, feel the fear, acknowledge it and do it anyway. Mm -hmm. You don't have to let it stop you. It's just a feeling. It doesn't need to stop you. And that's not the same as not listening to your instincts. Yeah, that's great. You know, if we're talking about book, are there any on tarot that stick out to you that would be a great place to start? Oh, yes. I totally recommend 78 Degrees of Wisdom. That's by Rachel Pollack, who is an amazing tarot author. And also, uh, I believe she was also the first trans woman to write for a major comic book. 
Uh, mm. She did a run on Doom Patrol at, in Vertigo in the 90s, and she's an amazingly talented writer, and she's an incredible tarot reader as well. Mm -hmm. um, so 78 Degrees of Wisdom basically will give you everything you need to know and then some. Um, let's see, as far as uh, other tarot books I've enjoyed, I really I really like Michelle T's recent book on tarot, and now I can't remember the exact title. I Mary Kay Greer is also really good, and I don't have it yet, but I know Danielle Knoll has a book on tarot out in the UK, which I'm looking forward to getting. Mm -hmm. If somebody wants to get a reading from you, you're based in BC, but you do Instagram readings? Oh, I, do, I do Instagram and Skype and FaceTime. So basically, if you want a reading, uh, get in touch with me and we'll work it out. Awesome. And what about any events? Do you have anything coming up that you want to plug? Uh, yes, I'm going to I'm going to be reading at the Mary Jane brunch on 420. Yeah. And I and if you're in Vancouver, I hope you can come out for it. I'm going to put a link to it on my Instagram. And especially if you're looking to meet women in the cannabis community, come out. It's a wonderful time. You'll love it. What is your favorite munchie? Flamin' Hot Cheetos. And that's because they're magic. Yes. And there's a story behind them. Yes, there is. Um, uh, Richard Montañez was an immigrant to the U.S. from Mexico, um, one of many children, and he wound, he wound up working at the Frio Lay factory. And at one point, he got some of the got some of the bear Cheetos. They did they didn't get dusted or however that happens in the Cheeto factory. Mm -hmm. So he took them home and made kind of a really spicy coating based on uh, Mexican street food elotes, and. Then got a tie and got a book out of the library on how to do a presentation and presented it to the CEO. Wow. And he got it. Amazing. And Amazing. I like to call that my Ace of Wands story because <laughs> Ace of Wands is all about potential and seeing that idea in something that other people might throw away, that it's not just a stick or a mm -hmm. Cheeto, it's a mm -hmm. conduit for magic. And it's taking that and making something beautiful and amazing that people around you might not have thought with it so it's not just a great snack it's a great lesson too <laughs> nice nice love it love it all right awesome well thank you so much jesse i really appreciate you you know i really My acknowledge pleasure. you know acknowledge everything you do for this community and your very positive you. presence so yeah i look forward to you know following up with your updates on instagram and seeing what you're up to and if you're ever in edmonton then definitely come say hello i would love that Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Have an awesome This podcast is brought to you by Much Munch. Check us out at hi hi much munch on Instagram. We're always running giveaways. There's special coupons to our store. And just uh, keep in touch. Thanks so much. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.